Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer today. My name's Tom Short, so glad to have you along. The message I think today is important for every one of us to hear. It might seem kind of simple. It might seem something like you think, well, this is for others. It's not for me. Don't write it off too quickly. It might be a message that can make a big difference in your life. And that is, we've been talking a lot about the verse where Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, but the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. We've been saying there's good news and bad news in this verse. If you're on the broad path, the path to destruction, that's not good. You don't want to be on that path. The bad news is there's nothing you personally can do to switch paths. That's right. It's That's bad news. Why? Being sorry enough doesn't do it. Wanting to change paths isn't enough. There is a way to change paths. The problem is, as we've said before, is that when you're on the path of destruction, the broad path that many are traveling by, you you get defiled. You get dirty. It's what the Bible calls sin. And it sticks to us. You, you, you can't just wish it away. Rather, we rather the good news is Jesus Christ can cleanse us from all sin. We read in, in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And there's something about Jesus' death upon the cross. There's something about him dying for us and actually shedding blood. The Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. The wages or consequences of sin is death. So Christ shed his blood. He died for our sins, and that is the way we can be saved. But there's an important question here. What specifically must I believe if I want to be saved? The bad news is you can't get over there on your own. The good news is Jesus can get you there. And so, and he does it by simple faith. He doesn't require us to, you know, get down to push-ups or calisthenics or pay a certain amount of money or promise to attend church a certain number of times. There's not a way we can work our way to deserve or earn what he gives us. He gives this this gift. We receive this gift by simple faith, by simply believing. But the question is, what must I believe? Now, this is important that we, and I don't, I'm not straining at gnats, or I'm not just splitting hairs here, but I think it is important what do we believe. And Scripture tells us what we ought to believe. Let's look at first, or at John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. This is the intro, the prologue to the Gospel of John, which was written that we might know that Jesus is the Christ, that we might believe he's the Christ, and believing in him we might have eternal life. Here's what it says. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe on his name. What does it say here that we must receive and believe? Now, I know many, many people who will quote this verse, and they'll say, see, you must believe that we're saved by grace through faith. Look at this verse. It says you must believe that we're not saved by our works. 
Look at this verse. It says you must believe in the plan of salvation. Look at this verse. It says that what we what must we believe? We must believe Christ died for us. We must believe Jesus rose from the dead. What does the verse actually say? The verse doesn't say you believe in a theology or you believe in a process or you believe in a plan. The verse says as many as received him, Jesus, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who believe in his name, who believe in Jesus Christ. That's what we must believe. There's another verse, most common verse maybe in the whole Bible. Let's look at it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. I stress this because, again, I want to say salvation. Salvation does not mean I believe in certain theological things, although I certainly do. Salvation, doesn't. we don't become saved by embracing a, a, a different a plan, although we should embrace the plan. Salvation, I, I often hear people say that salvation means that they realize they're not, that there's, you don't get to heaven by being good enough, but by grace. And also all I have to do is believe in grace and you're saved. Folks, what's the verse say? The verses say we believe in Jesus. Jesus is who he is. He came to save us. Our faith is not in a process or a plan. Our faith is in a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And this is so important. And you say, come on, Tom, you're splitting hairs. No, I'm not. I believe it's really, really possible to have faith in a plan or faith in a process or faith in a theology and miss Jesus Christ himself. In John 17, 3, I don't have the verse up, but it says, this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou sent. That's salvation, my friends, coming to know Jesus Christ. Now, we do that by simple faith, by trusting in him, by believing in him. And certainly, we, we want to understand, yes, I'm lost. There's nothing I can do to save myself. Uh, he came to die for me. He gave his life for me. He gave his life for my sins. He rose from the dead. All these things, certainly we believe them. Certainly it's understanding who Jesus is. But you can believe all that and not really believe in Jesus. You can believe in grace and not really receive Jesus. You can believe you're not saved by works and that salvation is a gift of God and still not really believe in Jesus and receive Jesus. See what I'm saying? Our, our spiritual enemy's tricky. He's sly. Don't be ignorant of his schemes. Don't be ignorant of his schemes. I really believe that we've got to be careful. It's harder. It's, it's, easier, to, it's, it's easier to call a person to just believe in 
a process, a plan, a salvation, or these these theological points, that's so much easier. But is it salvation? Or salvation mean you've come to actually believe in this person? That's almost can seem at times a bit mystical. In John chapter 3, Jesus described it as being born again. And Nicodemus says, I don't understand this. How, what's it mean? And Jesus says, well, just like the wind blows from here to there, and you don't understand where it's coming from, where it's going, so is everyone who's born of the Spirit of God. There's a mystery here. There really is. And sometimes we want to take away the mystery and make it just so simple and understandable to our logical mind. Folks, salvation, and and by the way, excuse me, if I could say back in John chapter 1, where it says he came to his own, and those who received him and believed in him and his name, those people, it goes on to say in verse 13, who were born not of flesh nor the will of man, they're born of God. They're born of God. That's how they become a child of God. That's how they're, they're born again. And that's what you must have. And so I want to stress this today. I, I share the plan of salvation with people. I share with people the message of God's grace mercy, and forgiveness, and that salvation is not something we earn by our good works or or our religious religion or anything of this nature. I share all these things, but I don't tell people that if you just believe all those things, that means you're saved. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. You've got to believe in Jesus. You've got to receive Jesus. Put your trust in Jesus. Indeed, be born again through faith in Jesus Christ. It is an issue of the heart. Maybe you've heard me say before, because it had such an impact on me becoming a Christian, that with many people, the distance between heaven and hell is only 12 inches. And I remember when I heard that, I thought, heaven up there, hell down there, that's more than 12 inches right there. What they're trying to say, it's the distance from the head to the heart that we move beyond knowledge and just information or accepting certain theological truths, and we come into this personal faith, personal experience with Jesus Christ. We put our trust in him. It's not just an acknowledgement of information about Jesus Christ. It's say, I'm entering into a relationship with him. I'm entering into relationship. And so, my friends, I urge you, See salvation for what it is. Salvation is not just God figuring out some technicality on how to get bad people up into heaven, how to get us off the hook. No, salvation is God's plan, God's way, what God did in sending his son so that you and I who were estranged from God and alienated from God and sinners and lost and on that path to life that had been, we'd become defiled, that it's God's way of allowing people like that to come back into relationship with God. This is eternal life, that we might know God and that we might know his son, Jesus Christ. That's eternal life. This is no mere technicality. This is no mere, he wants to get us to heaven somehow. This is entering into, it's getting right with God. The only way to get right with God, Jesus is the only one that can do it. Don't don't mix up what he did with he himself. Come to Jesus. 
come to Jesus Christ to be saved. Father, we thank you today that you did so love the world, that you sent your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him might not perish. We thank you, Father, that you did not send your Son into the world to judge the world. You sent your Son into the world that through him the world would be saved. Through Jesus we'd be saved. Father, today we tell you, we believe in Jesus. Jesus, we believe you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe you are the Savior of the world. We believe you are our rescuer. We believe you to be our Savior. We believe you to be our hope. We believe you to be our Lord. We believe you to be the one in the beginning with the Father who created the world and all things came into being through you. Jesus, we believe in who you say you are. We embrace that. We accept that. We receive that. And Jesus, we acknowledge today that our salvation and our hope of salvation, it's tied up in a person. And that person is you. And we bless you. And we love you. And we worship you. And we give you praise. And we give you our lives. We're so grateful. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you. You, you, you were not just some peon that came and gave your life for us. You are the Son of God. And you did that for us. We are grateful. And we love you. And we thank you. Our hearts overflow with praise. We receive you today, Jesus Christ. And might we not confuse all the things you want to give us with you yourself. You're enough. All the things you give us, it's extra, it's blessing, it's icing on the cake. Jesus, you're the real thing. And we give you praise. We love you. And we bring you these praise. We bring you our heart. And give it to you in, in the name, Jesus, in your name, we approach the Father. And we pray these things now. Amen, amen, and amen. Think carefully about what I said today. Think carefully about how you understand salvation. Think carefully about what you would tell someone else about how to be saved. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus Christ. Amen? Hey, thanks for being along with me today. Again, I'm here every day. Every day, 8.30 a.m., every day I'm able to be, because we want to be in the Word of God every day. We want to be, we want to be everyday Christians. I hope you'll join us. If you're new today, welcome. I'm glad you're with us. I hope you come back day after day after day because it will make a difference in your life. Hit the subscribe button, the notify button, you know the stuff. That'll help remind you to be here. And I hope you make it just building into your pattern. Make it make it part of your day. Whether you're here live at 8.30 or you come later on, it's up to you. You can watch the video anytime or you can even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But I'm here to teach the Word. And I hope you benefit by it. I hope you allow me to serve you because it'll make you stronger. Those of you who are my friends out in Maryland, I'll be in Maryland tomorrow at Herschel Martindale's uh, memorial service. Maybe I'll see you there. If so, and you're on here regularly, you listen, make sure and come up and say hi. I always like to know who's here. And uh, make sure you introduce yourself and just uh, maybe I'd love to meet you. So God bless you. And until we meet tomorrow, Might your faith in Jesus Christ be strong, firm, unwavering, 
This is eternal life, that we might know him and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.